0: Hi, I'm Christelle, founder and creator of She Financial Coaching. This is an initiative I've put together to bring a positive in financial awareness to everyday subjects that just aren't discussed enough. I want to normalize real financial challenges that happen in everyday life. I'm bringing you my 16 years working in corporate finance and putting all of my experience together to create realistic programs to lead, motivate, and inspire women of all financial backgrounds. If you're ready to learn some financial life skills and create a healthy relationship with money, you're in the right place. Thank you so much for stopping by. Let's go see what our topic of conversation is today. Welcome back to Series 3 of She Financial Coaching, the podcast. I had full intent to switch off for the last month and focus on end of financial year and really build some goals into the new financial year. And what I will definitely say is, and I will raise my hand Everything I had planned did not go to plan. I will openly say that. And I think a lot of us can really relate to that at the moment, that the more we try and plan something, the more that we feel pressure or the more that there's that opportunity that it's not going to go to plan or to be taken away from us without our consent in doing so because of the restrictions that are now imposed against us. But what I can definitely say is, is, that I took a step back to look at my business schedule over the next three months and say, Christelle, it's okay if this doesn't go to plan because right now things are just so uncertain. So rather than mapping out the next three months, I actually chose to invest my effort in creating some amazing business relationships to connect with like-minded women and share my financial services experience and also allow myself to learn from them. I'm confident that when I'm working with my clients, I have so many different areas that I can now refer them to. The interrelationships that I've been able to form, I know that the women that I network with are going to share those same ethics, those same values and that same client safe relationship working space. So I'm very grateful that while things didn't go to plan, I was able to really invest in she itself and meet some amazing amazing people along the way in the most recent month so when i actually thought okay let's get these wheels back in motion let's get straight back into because usually what i do is at the end of a financial year i will look at my business plan for the next three six nine and twelve months and i map it out quarterly and what i usually do is i'll map out what program i want to drop and that's the part that's changed the most. I looked at my program schedule and I've changed it. I just really ripped it up and said, everything that I had plans is not going to go to plan. And the reason it's not going to go to plan is because times are so uncertain. That cannot be done in the next six months, Christelle. That needs to have a discussion right now. And one of those is actually a moving forward. And I wanted to kick off series three with a subject that I think is very, very relevant right now. And that is how we financially move forward. So today I'm talking about the financial pathway forward. And and that is not just in terms of COVID. I mean, in our financial space, our environment that we live in day in and day out, things are out of our control right now. But what can we control and what is not within our control? I've had some really in depth discussions with my clients with my professional networks as well as my own family and friends and I took away a couple of those points to put into practice for today's discussion and so these points may be very relevant to some people they may not resonate with you at all, whatever it may be. These are four areas in no particular order that really I would ask that you kindly give yourself a moment just to have a timeout and think about how could I work this into my own environment, my own family, or my own occupation. The first step, talking financially, or well, that, that's exactly what I am about. So my steps are going to be really focused financially. And the first one is understanding and identifying your financial position. When I work with my clients, this is one of the most common subjects and steps that are pretty much in 80%, I would definitely say, of my programs. I have 14 dedicated programs at SHE, and out of that, at least 80% of those programs have this step in it. If you do not know, understand, or cannot identify your financial position, this is an immediate step that needs to take place. Having a look at the bigger picture. This is the step that's the most raw because it's time to get honest with yourself. You're having a look at your bank statement and you're identifying the negotiable and the non-negotiable expenses. Those negotiable expenses is what you need to set some boundaries and disciplines on the non-negotiable expenses becomes your key area that you have to communicate with your creditors or the people that fall under that banner of non-negotiable. And those people that are in that non-negotiable banner are going to want to see the bigger picture. They're going to ask you some questions and knowing your financial position is what is going to allow you to respond. Moving on to from there is when we're highlighting the non-negotiables, we need to highlight those because they form what our quadrants that we're going to live by over the next two weeks, four weeks, three months, whatever your challenges at the moment, you have to identify those non-negotiables. The non-negotiable areas are housing, food, medical, transport, and phone. When I had this conversation with a very close friend of mine, they mentioned to me, why would phone be a non-negotiable? Your phone is a luxury and that is not true. And we did get in a little bit of a, I'm going to say a healthy debate, but your phone is an absolute necessity you need to be available to make a phone call to emergency services if you need counseling you have the ability to pick up the phone and call beyond blue or call the domestic violence hotline or call the national debt helpline you need to have accessibility to your phone also, to be able to communicate in a lockdown, if you're in isolation or you're just unfortunately in an LGA that is completely locked down at the moment, your phone becomes your tool to communicate, to see your family. It's absolutely important that we maintain that. Yeah, you might have a high phone bill and you might have those little extra packages that you can call your provider and ask, you know, is there a possibility that I could take that off for the next month just to save on my, my phone bill, but a mobile phone is an absolute necessity your housing, whether it's a mortgage or you're paying rent, that is a non-negotiable. But there is a gray area with this at the moment. And in New South Wales, they have just recently released that if you are a mortgage holder, you can reapply for the relief of mortgage. Or if you are actually impacted by COVID in terms of income being uh, reduced or your business is not able to operate, that now you can ask for some lease relief, whether it's commercially or whether it's residentially. If it's actually a commercial Lease, you will need to reach out to Service New South Wales because there is an application stage to go through. If you are a residential tenant and your lease is, you know, you're on a lease and it's being impacted because your income has now been reduced and the $600 that you may qualify for per per week is not enough for you to sustainably live on, reach out to the Department of Fair Trading who now have availability and of how you can go about requesting to have some rent relief. Mortgage holders are now going to have to look at passing on certain relief options to people that are renting through them. So, if the person that you are leasing through the mortgage that they have, the owner doesn't, isn't currently impacted by COVID, but their tenant is, then they should be going to. Uh, Department of Fair Trading and asking what is their rights as the mortgage holder? What do they need to pass down? And then you as the tenant reaching out to Department of Fair Trading to see what your rights are to have some relief at this time. There's also a lot of people that are worried about being evicted. There are now current laws that tenants cannot be evicted under certain areas. So make sure that if you feel like you're being intimidated by your real estate, Go directly to Department of Fed Trading and get the information from the source themselves. Your medical should never ever be compromised. Your transport is absolutely a necessity because if you need to leave a situation that 's unhealthy or your your health and well being is in jeopardy, you need to be able to leave and transport is is a very vital part of that. Moving into the third step before we wrap up there 's only a few steps in this, but if you break them down. They are actually a non-confronting. Yeah, the first part of going through any new journey is confronting. and That first step is always the hardest. But when you break them down, never compare yourself to somebody else's financial situation. In the financial world, nobody's financial position will ever match someone else's. Your income and your expenses and your overall position will never align with someone else. The one thing that will is us being in this particular challenge together, that the broader areas like those areas I mentioned above with housing, food, medical transport and phone, the people behind those interfaces have got accountabilities that they need to pass to us as a consumer. They're accountable for hearing us. They're accountable for providing options to support us. So please keep that in mind. Moving into number three, I've been talking about this ongoing to the point where I'm sure some people are probably sick of hearing it, but if they are, that tells me the message is getting through, and that is to communicate with your creditors. Such a vital step. For us as the consumer, the banks will never come and tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, it's COVID, here's an incentive. That in itself does not happen. They will send a message to their broader audience and whatever your email is or a letter, they will communicate and say we are here in the challenging times. That is the invitation that your bank is giving to you to reach out. It is our accountability as a consumer to reach out to our creditor and inform them if our situation has changed. When we do that, they become accountable thereafter for what relief they can supply, what support areas they can apply to your account, whether it's a loan. Deferral, whether it's a repayment moratorium, an interest adjustment or putting your interest on hold, extending your loan repayment terms or if you've paid your loan down considerably, ask them to recontract you to the lower amount so that your monthly repayments then become less. If you have a secured car loan, you have the opportunity of asking to have your repayments put on hold without the security being withdrawn, without them coming and collecting it. There are options available but everybody's situation is different. So the bank is going to make an assessment based under the situation you present to them. So communicating with our creditors is such a vital step. The more you actually communicate, the more you explain the situation you're in. And if you're able to actually demonstrate that you you know what your financial position is and you're able to respond to certain things that they're asking of you, the more they're going to be able to help you. I have a dedicated program to this subject. Communication with creditors is one of my most sought after because it goes through debt management. It goes through your rights, your responsibilities, what you're accountable for, what they're accountable for. It goes through terms that they're going to ask of you. It goes through why they're asking for certain supporting documents. But the number one thing to take away from this is that if you do not communicate with the creditor, you're missing out on support that may be available for you. And just to wrap this particular segment up and, and to put it all into perspective about financially stepping forward, make sure that you're being kind to yourself, take a breath and allow yourself time to reflect, allow yourself time just to say, I'm not in a good place. This is, this may not be what you're used to and your lifestyle that you've been living might be about to dramatically change. But be kind to yourself and all of the three steps above this one that I've mentioned to you, understand that going to be hard, it's going to be confronting and it's going to take some time. But by being kind to yourself and just knowing that the pressures that we are putting on ourselves, there are other people that should be accountable for them, but they can't be accountable unless you communicate what your current position actually is the banks employ people and create departments to actually take away those stresses. But the hardest part of the entirety of what I'm talking about today is actually identifying your position and then actually speaking about it. So be kind to yourself. And when you actually do take those steps, Give yourself a massive pat on the back because once you've offloaded those challenges that you're feeling, those financial stresses, and you ask for help and what support is actually available for you, you're going to get something in return. It's not going to be a debt waiver. It's not going to be a massive discount to pay out your debt. It's not going to be that because you're accountable for the full contract, but you're absolutely going to get support with deferring loan repayments, with having smaller repayments, if that's what it may be. Being able to have some relief for rent or knowing that I cannot be evicted at this time if financially I can't sustain what my obligations are. But knowing who to reach out is what is key. And when you reach out, let them know. I'm being kind to myself right now. This is a really hard step for me. It's challenging for me to talk about it. If I can communicate in writing, I'd much prefer to do that. Or I'd just like to just get it off my chest now and let me know what our next steps are going to be. And ask for reasonable time periods. Don't push yourself in unrealistic time periods. Ask for some time to breathe. So if you're actually speaking to your creditor, they're going to ask you to substantiate certain areas of what you might be telling them. Something like confirm that you've lost your income or that your business is in a challenging position or that you're unable to maintain your rent repayments, whatever it may be. They are going to ask you to substantiate certain areas that you bring to them. But ask them respectfully I'm allowing myself to breathe and I will get you that information within the next 7 to 14 days. That's reasonable because I now need to go and have this conversation with who I need to obtain that information from. Those time periods are realistic and the banks will listen to them. I do want to just give a disclaimer that all banks have their own processes and that they don't have a one-stop fix for all, that the banks will assess everybody's situation on an individual case. So be be remindful to yourself that what may have worked for somebody may not work in the same favour for you. And what somebody may have had with some assistance from their banking institution may not be passed to you. And it doesn't mean that you're missing out. It just means that your position is different from theirs and it didn't qualify for the same. And yes, we can feel gutted because we want the same as what the other person got. But the banks are trained and have processes in place to assess everybody as an individual. That's gonna wrap up my financially stepping forward for today. And I just want to again thank you for coming back and joining me on the podcast. If you'd like to reach out, you're more than welcome to head on over to my Instagram at she underscore financial underscore coaching and come and have a chat with me over there. I'm always on the DM having a chat or I might be on a on a story or just you know having a chat with within other people's comments, whatever it may be. You're also welcome to go ahead to my website which is shefinancialcoaching.com and you can reach out to me on my tax page over there. As I always say, who is she? She is you. Just before we wrap up, ladies, I want to give a gentle reminder that content discussed in the She financial coaching platform is intended for financial literacy and awareness purposes only. If content in my platform resonates with you in any way and you choose to bring that into your own financial environment, that it's your own choice in doing so, which is great because it shows that you're gaining financial confidence and that's exactly what this platform is about. However, if you are looking for individual or specific financial related advice, or would like to know more about financial counseling services, I invite you to contact the Australian Debt Helpline on 1800 007 007.